Welcome, everyone. This is our weekly devotional with Dr. Owen Anderson. And this week, I'm looking at Romans chapter 8. And I want to start with verse 18. Let me read these. Verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. And then here is verse 20 and 21. I especially want to focus on today for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And then 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. So the creation is subjected to futility. Verse 20, I want to think about that. Um, I was thinking about the sufferings in the world for one reason, which is that I I work on the problem of evil. And one part of the problem of evil is uh, suffering and animal suffering, the amount of suffering that's in the world. And uh, one philosopher was arguing that animals have to be recompensed in the next life. They'll be raised from the dead and paid back for the suffering they had in this life. And so you see there a sort of blurring of the difference between humans and animals, the idea of a rational, immortal soul uh, that humans have. But the, the concern there stood out to me, the concern that animals aren't just machines. To be alive is not just to be like a machine. And there's some concern about the, the reality of animal suffering. And I was reflecting on that and, and the fact of death. And then, and then secondly, besides the problem of evil, it came to my mind because we have a, a cat named Coconut, and Coconut's quite sick right now. Um, and observing this, this cat suffering so greatly, being sick, makes you think about the reality of suffering in the world. I'm, um, I'm often struck by the way that humans, and that includes Christians, can be quite calloused to the natural world. If they think about it at all, it's as something to use. Or if they think about animals, it's all at all. It might be they pay a thousand dollars for a designer pet, but other than that, animals are dispensable and not to be concerned about. I, I've even seen people speed up to run over a quail or a rabbit, uh, a veer towards them to try to hit them. And as Christians, we we have a higher view of nature than that. We know this is one of the works of God, and the the suffering of creation is not permanent. The lion will eat straw like the ox, and the lamb will lay with the lion. And this suffering in the world will be removed. And so I think we can be aware of and concerned with, even sorrowful about, the reality of the curse and how it has to do with human sin. So you might say that the uh, animals weren't there. They're not the ones that ate of the, the tree, They don't make, precisely because they don't have rational, immortal souls, they don't make choices about these kinds of things. And yet it says they're subjected to futility and not willingly, it says, but because of him who subjected it in hope. So the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Natural evil will be removed. And I don't think the solution is to callous ourselves to it, to harden ourselves to it in order to avoid it and think of animals as dispensable and, uh, well, they come and go and they're not to be 
too uh, bothered about. Uh, we, we can be uh, empathetic and aware of that reality of suffering. I remember uh, one way that the problem of evil is treated is by emphasizing the amount of futility in the world. And so one of my professors was well known for talking about the baby flamingos and their great suffering. Another example, though, is the baby uh, sea tortoises. Is it tortoises or tortai? Tortoises, it must be tortoises. And uh, when they come out of the sand and, and the whole beach is covered with them, making their way to the ocean, the seagulls descend like a great dark cloud from the sky and flip them over and peck their innards out. And uh, it's a great day for the seagulls. So you say, hey, what are you worried about? The seagulls are having a good time, but it's not a great day for the baby defenseless uh, sea tortoises. I remember also one time seeing something. Now, if you're very sensitive, fast forward. But this highlighted the problem for me, which is I was waiting on an off-ramp of the highway with my, my wife and kids. And I about 10 cars back from the light, and I see this little rabbit, cottontail, hopping down the on-ramp. And he's on the wrong side. He's on the side away from nature. And I think to myself, this can't end well. And so the light changes and you see the cars up ahead start to go. And as it gets closer, the movement gets closer to us. Of course, he darts under the car that's moving. And he's pinned in half. The wheel goes over his back half. And so my wife and kids and I are all looking at this rabbit and his front paws are trying to run, but he can't move because his back paws are completely flattened and smashed on the concrete. And all of us were just horrified. It was an image that stuck in our minds and sometimes still comes back up when you pass that area. And the kids still ask about it. Hey, remember that rabbit? That was awful. And I just thought about this little cottontail and it didn't do anything to deserve this. It could have been run over quickly and just been done with it. Or it could have not been on that side of the freeway and made it over to nature, nature natural side. And so you see that and you wonder, my goodness, why is there this kind of futility and death in the world? What could have happened that would subject all of creation to that? And so one, of course, one more calloused way would be just to say, well, it's a rabbit. They're pests. Good riddance. Uh, well, sure, but they're also sentient living creatures. And so uh, why would it have to die like that in such a terrible way? Or another way might just be to, to not think about it. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just how the system works. Things live and die. He probably had 20, 20 siblings. And 18 of them will die before they have babies. And that's just how nature works. I don't think that's the way to go, though, for us. I think the way to go is to be aware of God's rule in history, which includes the imposition on the natural world of suffering. The whole world is filled with natural evil because the whole world is filled with moral evil. So Romans 8, especially 18 through 22, but we were thinking about the creation subjected to futility and not avoiding that, but being able to address it head on with answers about why is the world like this? So thank you for joining me.